0: Fit let's go! All right, welcome back to the Fit Fizz podcast. We have reached episode forty. I can remember when I recorded my first few episodes, and I remember thinking that. Maybe by somewhere around episode 40, I'll get the hang of this podcasting thing. And I don't know if I'm there yet, but I think I'm doing okay. And I also feel like I'm barely scratching the surface with all that I plan to share with you in the future. So I hope to be doing this for a very long time. I appreciate you so freaking much for listening. And if you've already shared the podcast with a friend or two, I appreciate you even more because that is the best way that FitFizz is going to grow anything you do to help me find the people who are ready to soak up the valuable information that I share here on the podcast, that is priceless to me. And if you want to take things to the next level with your support, you are certainly invited to show that support on patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson by pledging a dollar a month or more, but a dollar a month is absolutely wonderful. And you get things in return like recipes, extra content and videos as my thank you to you for believing in the vision that I'm relentlessly striving to achieve. I'm super grateful for my current patreon supporters elise v tracy d zach r wendy c and pamela p and i hope you are enjoying the monthly goodies that you get i'm also really going to try to make an effort to give you all more surprises there the link is in the show notes or you can download the patreon app And you can also go to patreon.com slash kellywilson. So today I'm going to give you some basic but important information on protein. And this is by no means complete, but I'm going to try to clarify some things that are related to questions I've always been asked about protein intake. But first, in case you're wondering who the heck I am, my name is Kelly Wilson. I'm the owner of FitFizStudio.com, And I'm a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator. And I've worked in the health and fitness industry since soon after Nancy Kerrigan was sabotaged at the Olympics by Tanya Harding. (laughs) I'm here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. Nothing should be interpreted as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, heal, or prescribe. And as I was saying, today is all about protein one of the three macronutrients. And if you listened to last week's episode about carbs, another macronutrient, you are correct if you're already guessing that next week will be about fats, the remaining macronutrient. So I'm going to repeat how many calories are in each macronutrient because I think everyone should have this memorized. It's pretty simple. And knowing this much can help you have more awareness about your food intake. So here we go fat provides nine calories per gram, carbohydrates provide four calories per gram, and protein provides four calories per gram. So what does that even mean? Here's a quick example, in case you missed it on last week's episode, but do go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it already. Let's say you're looking at a food label and it says that it contains 10 grams of protein. You can automatically know that you'd be getting 40 calories just from the protein in that source of food, plus the calories of whatever the carbon fat content are. So depending on who you talk to here in 2019, some people will say that protein is more important than previously thought, and other experts will say that it is less important than previously thought. Now, I know it's annoying when you hear these contradictions, but This contradiction exists because once again, it comes down to the two caveats that I mentioned last week. (laughs) So definitely listen to that one if you haven't yet. But the caveats I mentioned last week, which are often left out, and those are adding on after you hear a certain blanket statement by adding yes and or no but and more information, which can always be added on to whatever statement was made to make things more accurate. So how much protein does a person need? You'll see suggestions in quite a wide range because it really depends on different factors like how active you are, how much you strength train, your age, your weight, the current state of your digestive health, and what your personal goals are. And I'm not going to get into numbers or suggesting how many grams today, but I will post a chart with some of the suggested numbers that I will link in the show notes. And you can also find it on the webpage for this episode, which which will be fitfizstudio.com slash podcast dash four zero. And I want to eventually create an online DIY course to walk you through every step of calculating how many macros you need for your goals. So if that's something that you'd be interested in, please let me know because if there's more interest, the more I can put that on the fast track. But today though, I really want you to understand the importance of protein and how it all works to fuel the body. An average person who is eating a typical Western diet or what's also called the SAD diet, standard American diet, most people are not protein deficient. And that's mostly because people are generally omnivores and eating some portions of meats at most of their meals. And meats are mostly made up of protein. After all, meat is muscle tissue. And even though most people aren't deficient, that doesn't mean that they're eating an optimal amount. So if you want optimal health, then you also need to get optimal protein. As long as your digestive system is working properly, and I say this because there was a time at the worst of my autoimmune issues that My body was not digesting protein properly due to lack of stomach acid, digestive enzymes, and having leaky gut, and that certainly contributed greatly to making me feel weak overall. But as long as you're digesting protein properly, that's what's helping to repair and rebuild tissues in the body, as well as keeping your hormones doing their job properly, and as well as supporting the immune system and other things, too. If you have kids, I think it's a great time to start talking to them about these basic concepts in regards to nutrition and the value of protein at mealtime, even when they're just toddlers. Even though I don't have kids myself, there are frequent discussions on this topic in one of the groups I'm in for nutrition coaches and where I continue to learn. And people share how they teach their own kids about how protein is what makes you strong, and that's why you have to eat your protein. And I think these conversations relate to building confidence in young people as well by talking about things like protein makes you strong, and it helps our bodies to function in amazing ways, rather than putting ideas in their heads that are image-based, like Eat your protein so you have a skinny waist or something that's destructive and superficial like that. So, definitely don't hesitate to let your kids know that eating protein is how they're going to get strong, like their favorite superheroes or something like that. Now, your protein needs can also increase at different times of life. And depending on what you're doing, what's going on in your life, some of those times when you might need more protein might be if you are strength training very heavily. If you have a physically demanding job, if you're injured, sick or recovering from surgery or if you're losing protein for some reason like chronic stress or digestive issues like I mentioned that I had. Sometimes if you also find yourself hungry like all the time, you can experiment with trying to eat more protein. You should have some amount of protein with every meal. If you eat donuts or cereal or Pop-Tarts every morning for breakfast and maybe you throw in a piece of fruit every so often, then it's really no surprise if you find yourself feeling ravenous by the time 10.30 a.m. rolls around because basically all you ate was carbs and sugar and you ate that and your body burned right through it just as easily as if you were like lighting a match and burning just a singular sheet of paper. Where was the protein? Getting protein in the morning is really going to play a huge role in setting you up to have stable blood sugar throughout the day. And you'll be a lot less likely to feel ravenous by lunchtime or completely devouring an entire pot of noodles for dinner. So of course, eggs are a pretty common go-to for protein in the morning. And heck, I eat eggs all time of day. For I'll eat them for any meal <laughs> in different forms. And there was also, there was a short time when I couldn't eat eggs without getting sick. And I'm so glad I was able to reverse that because eggs are definitely one of my favorite sources of protein. And here's an idea for you. One thing that I like to make are egg muffins. And you basically... It's just like a muffin that's just egg and you can add to it. Basically, what you do is crack some eggs, whisk them like you would if you were going to make scrambled eggs, pour that into muffin tins or a muffin tray and fill that fill up each little muffin compartment about halfway or maybe a little bit more. You can throw on cheese and veggies if you like. Put it in the oven. You store it when it's done. You store it in the fridge and then you have ready to grab protein for the next few days. Now, I will admit that they don't taste quite as great after they've been refrigerated as they do when they're fresh out of the oven. But when you are pressed for time, this can really be a great solution for morning efficiency. And most kids will probably like these too. They fit really nicely in their little hands and there's not a big mess to clean up. So even if your mornings are crazy and just chaos in the morning. They can even eat these in the car when push comes to shove. And something is better than nothing, or it's also way better than a Pop-Tart. And I've had times in life where, you know, things get pretty crazy and I didn't even have time to reheat my egg muffins. And But what I would do is, if they're ready, just grab two or three or four of them and eating them cold is better than nothing to start the day. And it's certainly way better than eating something that's purely carbs and sugar. You will probably, if you, if you start adding protein to your first meal of the day, you will probably even feel like you can think clearer. And there's just endless benefits to doing that. So that's a huge takeaway for today's episode. Now, if anyone out there is wondering, well, what if you're vegan or plant-based? For, for the reason that this episode is only 20 minutes long, I'm going to trust that plant-based eaters already know how to get adequate or optimal protein. But some of their main protein sources are usually beans, legumes, nuts, and seeds. And if they don't have a gluten sensitivity, a lot of plant-based eaters will eat seitan, which I mentioned last week as well, which is made from wheat gluten, which is a grain that is a protein. And it's pretty much as protein dense as chicken breast if you were to compare the two of them ounce for ounce. Now, I know a lot of you are probably wondering, what about smoothies or protein shakes? Now, I love smoothies. I make them pretty regularly and I've had quite a lot of protein shakes in my lifetime, but I want you to note a difference between the two, even though there can be some overlap. So I'm talking about the difference between smoothies and protein shakes. So there are smoothies which don't necessarily contain a large amount of protein, so when I make smoothies, it's generally for the sake of getting a large dose of greens like spinach and kale. So that's for nutrition content, not protein content. And I like to throw in things like chia seeds or flax seeds to get some healthy fats and fiber. And I usually put strawberries or blueberries. And a lot of, most of the time I put a scoop of protein or vegetable powder too. But I want to emphasize that it's not for the purpose of protein intake aside from the times that I was training for bodybuilding or powerlifting and it was like an additional meal. A lot of times people will throw in a ton of fruit in a blender with some milk. And personally, I never use milk, just water. But if you throw in a ton of fruit and you think you're being extra, extra healthy. But if you're not making a smoothie with some kind of rough idea of how much sugar you're getting, you might really end up with just a high sugar fruit drink. And a a sugary fruit drink isn't all that bad in itself, but this can really spike your blood sugar, which can affect hormones. It can affect your mood. It can leave you feeling hungry pretty quick after you finish it. And it's certainly not going to help with weight loss because it's such a high amount of sugar. Then we have protein shakes, which I think could more accurately be called protein drinks. You basically take a scoop, add about eight ounces of water, shake it up, chug it down. So what I'm talking about here is when you use some kind of protein powder as a supplement. Now notice I said supplement, meaning additional. So it's not a replacement for a meal. This is one very important point that I want to drive home because I think a lot of people are misinformed on this purpose here. Probably the number one question that probably every personal trainer gets asked is something like, what's a good protein powder? Do I need to start drinking protein shakes? Everyone's answer will be slightly different, but what it really comes down to is that I want you to understand why anyone would supplement with protein powder. Most people don't need it because they'd benefit much more by getting some nutrition basics down first. So think of protein powder like an accessory, similar to how you would accessorize an outfit. It's extra. So you have your top and your pants or your dress or your suit, but do you need accessories? No, they're nice to have. But if you're not at least dressed first, (laughs) there's really no point in even worrying about accessories, right? So that's kind of how you should think of protein powder or protein drinks. So your whole food and whole sources of protein are like your pants and top or your dress or your suit. Things like beef, chicken, seafood, eggs and beans. So if you don't already have good basic habits in terms of getting protein from those whole food sources, then you really don't need to think about adding in protein powder. Also, if you're under eating, and yes, even if you just hired a trainer and you're all eager to do the best you can in the gym, you really don't need to worry about protein powder. You need to develop those solid foundational habits first with whole real foods. Food sources of protein. So the fact of the matter is protein powder is not just going to make you more healthy by itself just because you take it. And I think that's where a lot of people misconstrue this purpose. Where protein powders do have a purpose is if you're strength training daily and also eating adequate healthy meals with real food, but due, due to the intensity and frequency of your workouts and then you need to increase overall calories for performance and increase protein to fuel the faster protein turnover that's taking place in the body, then yes, protein powders can then be a great supplement. And that's because it is being used in addition to regular meals. It's still not replacing real meals. So a lot of athletes will finish training, chug down a shake after training, shower, unwind a bit, then have a full real meal, a full-sized meal. So if the sound of that makes you say, what? Isn't that a lot of food and calories? Then... That in itself is a good sign that you probably don't need to worry about any kind of protein shakes or powders anytime soon. The people who do need them need that much to just fuel everything. And unlike carbs and fats, which the body can store, oftentimes it's stored as fat if you eat too much, the body cannot store extra protein. So that means you must consume it regularly. And if you don't, the body will continue to break down existing muscle tissue. And as a person reaches their 30s and 40s and beyond, it can become harder and harder to hold on to muscle mass. And Something else I want you to know is that all protein is made up of amino acids. Sometimes amino acids are called the building blocks of muscle tissue or the building blocks of protein. And each type of protein has what's called an amino acid profile. And they all vary a a little bit depending on what type of food it is. So there are, are amino acids that the body can make on its own. And there are amino acids that we can only get from food. The amino acid profiles that come from animal proteins are higher in essential amino acids, which are the ones that we can only get from food than the amino acid profiles of plant-based proteins. So if a food has more essential amino acids, that basically means it's a higher quality protein. Plus our bodies really thrive on being fed a variety of amino acid profiles. So that is a big reason to not always eat the exact same foods all the time, but to vary it. And this is also why it's critical for someone who is plant-based to really make sure that they vary their protein sources. Now, last week, I also mentioned that I have a free meal portion guide that you can get, and it will show you how to measure protein, carbs, and fats just by using your hand. So no tools or math is required, and you can get that for free by going to bit.ly slash fizz portion guide. And the link will be in the show notes and on the webpage for this episode. So check that out. It's totally free. And remember, protein is pretty important for overall health, strength, immune function to give us energy and for overall longevity. And that is all I have for you today. Please share this with at least one friend. Maybe take a screenshot, text it to them and say, hey, I thought you might like this podcast. And thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. Until next time, breathe, stay strong, be sure to get enough protein, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.